I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. At UFC Vegas 44, we saw, in my opinion, two very cool things. We saw an absolute legend named Jose Aldo turn it on after a slow start and work his way into the title conversation at 135 pounds with a win over a very good rap font. But on top of that, we saw something we don't often see inside the UFC cage, a win by knee bar. Claudio Puelas defeated Chris Grutzemacher via knee bar, and it got me thinking. Number one, how am I going to pronounce these names? Number two, I love leg locks. As you know, if you're following at Justin Lesko on Instagram, which of course you should be, and the link is in the description below if you're not. Also, I love MMA, which you should know, obviously, if you're a fan of this show. But why don't my two loves come together more often? Is it because MMA guys are bad at leg locks? As an MMA guy who is good at leg locks, I feel like I can weigh in here. Let's look at the past, present, and potential future of leg locks in MMA. First of all, there are a few reasons we don't currently see a lot of leg locks in MMA. In MMA, the judges are terrible and the rules are frustrating. When you have judges who view being on top as all you need to be winning a fight, it can make the risk of ending up on bottom outweigh the potential reward of hunting for a submission. So many times when someone defends a leg attack, it ends up in a weird scramble, and depending on how deep the submission attempt is, the attacker is usually in a disadvantage in a race to come up on top out of a scramble like that. So if you take your shot at a leg and miss, there's a high probability you're going to end up on bottom, which means there's a high probability you're going to lose that round. Even if your opponent does nothing with the top position, you still are going to lose the round. It's very frustrating. And on top of the rules favoring the guy on top, this is an MMA fight, so if you're on bottom, you're probably going to get punched in the face a lot. And that sucks. It's tough to work back to the feet from bottom, but it's extra tough to work back to the feet when your opponent is continuously punching you in the head. Also, the leg lock game isn't for everyone, and right now the people who are fighting in the UFC have been training for a very, very, very long time. Training so long that the explosion of leg locks probably happened after they started rolling. I still know people who refuse to embrace the new way of the leg lock. I'd imagine a lot of guys aren't going to start diving deep into the complex world of leg entanglements at this point in their career when they're trying to hone skills they've spent years and years building. Plus, I know a lot of MMA guys who really only focus their grappling on grappling for MMA, not grappling in general. There are obviously outliers and people who just love jujitsu and train it for its own benefit and compete in and out of the gi. This is not a blanket statement that most MMA guys don't do no gi rounds unless they're mixing in strikes with it. What I am saying is a lot of guys, and I would do this too getting close to fights, you start focusing your game only on things you know you're going to use in the fight. Like if you have a fight coming up soon, you might still roll in the gi at gi class, but you're not working for collar chokes. You might roll nogi rounds, but you're not playing single leg X. You roll and work on what is most applicable to your game in an MMA fight, and you're not taking on new things. You're fine tuning what you already have in your bag of tricks. In that mindset, you are not focused on adding in something that isn't already there, which might be a comprehensive leg locking system. And I personally think to be really good at defending something, you need to be really good at attacking with that thing, which is why maybe MMA fighters don't have the best leg lock defense in the world. Like the knee bar from this weekend, when Puelas went for the leg and Grutzemacher didn't really know what to do. I mean, earlier in the fight, he defended a leg attack with good posture and throwing strikes from the top. On the finish, on the second attempt, 
he wasn't able to do those things and he just looked lost and unsure what to do. I don't know Grutzemacher. I don't know how he trains. I don't know who his favorite grappler is or what his nogi game is like outside of MMA. Maybe I'm way off base, but he doesn't seem like someone who was well-versed in the leg attacks or how to defend them. There was no hand fighting. There was no attempt to pressure back in and stack Puelis. There was no attempt to push with the free foot and free the leg. Again, I don't know him, but if the options are he's someone who loves jujitsu and buys every Lachlan Giles DVD, or he doesn't play the leg lock game and focuses mainly on rolling for MMA sake, I'd assume the latter. But it wasn't always like this in MMA with so few leg locks. Early on, when people didn't even know what jiu-jitsu was, there was no chance anyone knew how to defend leg locks. But guys in the know, the guys like Ken Shamrock, they were out here ripping knees left and right. Leg locks were a big part of pancrase and shoot fighting, some of the early iterations of what we'd consider modern MMA. So guys who were familiar with those styles used heel hooks and knee bars with a lot of success. But again, the rules changed a lot. Rounds got shorter, there was more emphasis on being the guy on top. The game just evolved. What is the next evolution in MMA, you might ask? I will predict a resurgence in leg lock finishes in the near future. For two reasons. Number one, the leg lock game is not just for the leg lock guys anymore. People training jujitsu and not just jujitsu for MMA have more of an understanding of the leg game than ever. Leg locks are not just a fringe part of the nogi game. It is the prominent feature of the no-gi game. BJJ will always be a feeder sport for people to start fighting MMA. That's exactly what happened to me. I started BJJ and I ended up a pro MMA fighter. As people with a grappling base start fighting in MMA, they're bringing a more in-depth jiu-jitsu game than ever before, which will include leg locks. Rule number two, in my experience, wrestlers are not good at leg locks. With these Russians specifically, but overall a big shift towards very, very, very good wrestlers dominating and winning fights with dominating grappling, I think the leg lock game can be an effective counter. Now don't get excited, I'm not saying that all you have to do to beat a wrestler is just leg lock them, it's not that simple, but I think that, in my experience, wrestlers are bad at not getting leg locked. Wrestlers are good at putting the fight to the mat when they want. Wrestlers are good at ground and pound. Wrestlers are good at holding people down. Leg lockers are good at catching legs and counter wrestling using leg attacks. It's difficult as a striker to maintain the distance if someone wants to put you down. But sometimes the best counter to a takedown is getting underneath and tangling up some legs. Maybe as the game continues to shift towards wrestling dominance, the next meta will be counter-wrestling leg locks. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe leg locks will remain a rarity, but if you're a wrestler, I bet I can heel hook you. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to watch the video version of this episode or any episode we do, the link to our YouTube page is below. There is a lot of content there that doesn't really work as an audio-only thing, so please check that out. There is more content coming out shortly, so please stay tuned. Thank you, as always, for listening.